couple of things before we get started. Number one, if you are a rhino, stick around. You might learn something. Number two, we call it like it is. So if you're a snowflake Democrat, you might want to leave because your feelings will get hooked. And number three, we just wanted to say thank you to this guy for all the great entertainment. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. This is What's Happening America. What's, What's Happening, happening America. America. If it's happening in the United States, we're talking about it. And man, do we have opinions. Bold. Bold. Funny. Funny. And true conservatives. No rhinos here. What's, What's Happening, happening America, America with your hosts, Josh and, and Lauren. Hi, this is Lauren, and I'm the co-host of What's Happening America. And right now, we have Josh Givens, my host. He's down at the border, and he took with him Senator Tammy Nichols. She's a member of the Freedom Caucus. She's from the state of Idaho, and she's down here to give us her account of what's happening real time on the border with the action. Thanks for coming, Tammy. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Good to see you. It's good to see you too. I'm I'm glad you went. I know uh, Representative Gallagher is also down there as well. Is and you'll have to read. I got a bit of sun today. We were out a lot today, so and it's a bit warmer here in Texas than it is in Idaho. So we all got a little sun today. Well, that's good. Looks good on you. Hey. Was it pretty windy? I saw some videos where it was kind of windy. Yeah, there were some areas that were a bit windy, a bit dusty. Uh, yeah, it died down a little bit today, so that was good. But we're in some areas yesterday that didn't have a bit of wind through. So you are currently in El Paso at the Juarez Ciudad entrance, the border, right? What are What are you seeing? I mean, everyone's pins and needles. You no, know, that's it's really strange. Um, I know that Josh was here not too long ago, and I saw a lot of the video footage that he had done when he was here last time, uh, just a few months ago. And, you know, lots of people, lots of uh, people coming across the border, uh, you know, and talking to people here. That's what's been going on for quite some time, even within the last days. It's like all of a sudden everybody kind of disappeared, and we're not seeing those numbers uh, that were being reported. Uh, and we've seen some weird things transpire. Uh, for instance, um, today, uh, there was supposed to be a press conference from 9 to 11. They do these almost on a daily basis, it sounds like. And usually they will allow, a lot of the media comes, they'll allow them to go into the gate, where the wall is, on the other side, take pictures, do things like that. Today we went um, to go do that, and we waited and waited and waited. And there's a bunch of media there. Uh, we saw a uh, garbage truck deliver one of those garbage dumpsters and come out, uh, you know, with no no dumpster on it. And uh, none of this happened. We weren't able to get in. We weren't able to get up to the gate area. Uh, usually one of the border patrol agents who's in charge comes and just kind of an update, status update on what's going on. None of that happened. There was a ton of media there. Everybody was waiting. And uh, in talking to the Border Patrol, it sounded like all that might happen, and this was a maybe, is that a bus might drive through the um, the wall, and go through the gate, and pick up the, the people on the other side, and then 
drive out and go take them to a processing center. So kind of some strange stuff that isn't normal. Uh, things have been much more cleaned up and talking to the locals here. Um, they said that there's been a lot of cleanup that's been going on the last few days. We went down to a church that's well known for um, giving packets and kind of taking care of the illegals that have made it over to the United States side. Uh, there was only maybe a couple of hands time. Uh, when Josh was there last time, he said there was hundreds and hundreds of so we're just seeing some really interesting things uh, transpire, and that uh, you know, what's in the back of my head is that you know, with this Title 42 that's expiring at 11:59 tonight, they want it perceived that it's not a big deal that it's expiring, that things are all under control, that we don't have a border crisis going on, and there's nothing to worry about, and that seems to be the picture that we're seeing uh, being painted for um, public disruption. So for the viewers that don't know, Title 42 was enacted during the Trump era because of COVID, and it's for the prevention of communicable diseases. And so one thing that I kind of thought was interesting when reading up on this was specifically that Biden has not stopped the vaccine requirement for international flights in, but he's going to end Title 42. I mean, it kind of defies logic, right? Like, why would you even allow one and not the other? Right, it really does. Well, and in talking to um, some of the experts that we've been with, um, that have taken us that you know they're down at the border all the time, doing different things, they're handling sex trafficking issues. Um, you know, there's a lot of visas that are still coming across. People are not being vetted for visas come in to the United States. Um, and the the issue that we have with the title for firing is that yes, it's going to end that. And now they're just going to be taking these people, processing them, releasing them, and then who knows where they end up. Um, you know, so it's, it's a huge concern, uh, you know, that's going to continue to happen. And uh, it affects all the states. All the states will be affected and impacted in one way, shape, or form. So, um, so yeah, so we, we have, yeah, and that doesn't make any sense to require that for people traveling, but for people coming in, now we're not worried about it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And uh, just looking at it from, you know, an overall view, looking at the, these illegal immigrants that are coming in um, and it's not the agents because the agents are just doing what they're told. And in 2020, I believe it was the DHS put a gag order on them. So they're all if they're like exposed to those processing centers, those agents sign NDAs, they're not allowed to discuss or take media or video or talk to the media. So it's very interesting, like knowing that, you know, you can't point the finger at the at the border patrol. They're doing what their job is, which changes based on the president, right? Like it always rules change. But here we have a situation where it almost looks like our government is enabling and facilitating this illegal immigration, which is against federal law. This is against federal law. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. Um, you know, we saw a lot of border patrol here. We do know that a lot of the border patrol are talking to them and other people that I I know personally who have family that are border patrol agents that they really have just been turned into processing, and that that is their job now is just to process everybody through. And what we're hearing now too, which is also a concern, is that it sounds like what they're what the government's trying to do in working with Mexico government uh, is to process people on the 
on the Mexican side before they even come into the United States, which is just really bizarre. Uh, you know, and so this is just, I mean, this is a Pandora's box. It's going to open up all sorts of stuff again. Um, and not to say that we didn't have problems or we don't have problems regardless of what happened to, to Title 42. We still do. We've had problems for a long time. We're still going to have problems. This is one thing that was at least kind of helping out in this, this area. And, uh, and now that's going to go away too. And, you know, the word that's getting around is that, you know, they can just now come through and it doesn't even matter. They don't, they don't need to process them here. They process them on the other side, they come through and then they disappear and who knows where they end up. So I posted an earlier, an article earlier on um, Twitter and it was talking about, um, it was the Center for Immigration Studies and they discovered that the Biden administration had an encrypted WhatsApp uh, communications device where they were discussing with DHS members on when to let them flow through and control the flow. So Mexican nationals were on this device and they were talking to um, CPV, right? And they were saying, okay, uh, this processing, we've got this batch out. You can send another batch across the river. So they were giving marching orders on how to facilitate bringing them in illegally. And and there's a direct implication here to the Biden administration. I mean, this is some illegal stuff. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, the things that are going on, and, you know, I have to assume that there is definitely communication between our government and other countries' governments uh, on how they're doing. But to hear, and, and I mean, it makes sense, like what we're seeing today um, with media, and the perception and the change, the changes that have transpired over just the last few days, uh, to try to make it seem like everything's under control, everything's fine, we don't have any problems. Uh, that would make sense for them to want to continue to that narrative and to um, work with other with the other governments on when to in and out, um, kind of everything under the radar, right? So that we don't have. Uh, this issue uh, that the public see as being a border crisis or a problem that we have on. Uh, but, uh, you know, we know that we do and that um, because you want to want to try to make it seem or, or to that this isn't a problem, it haven't taken care of any of the other issues. So we still have a problem on at the border. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like you're saying, apparently they are masking it. So kind of like when Biden showed up to the border a couple of weeks ago, months ago, and they cleaned it all up for him. And there was, he went to El Paso and, and they cleaned it all up and there was no, you know, illegal immigrants walking around the streets or anything. Um, and it was all a perception campaign. And so now we're seeing that we have media and I've, you know, I've seen Owen Schroyer and I've seen Michael Yon talking about this on Twitter. And they're saying like, this is this is they've never seen this. This is unprecedented. They're literally just throwing them on the buses and they're disappearing. And media has no way to know where they're going, which processing center they're at, where they head out after that. I mean, what? There's no accountability. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I was told just a couple of days ago that there was a thousand um, that were that were picked up and bussed over to Colorado. Uh, you know, so a thousand in in one evening. Um, you know. And, and one reason I know that this is making sense is because when we went over to that church where normally there's been hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of, of illegals there, is that outside of the church on the sidewalk, there was probably about 
30 porta potties, 40 porta potties that were set up. We only saw maybe maybe 50 people at, at most. Well, you don't need 30 or 40 porta potties set up. We know that there were more people there at one time and very recently. So that was one one red flag that I saw is having that many porta potties for handful. That doesn't make any sense. So maybe it was like a targeted date. So today was the end of Title 42. And maybe the whole thing was we can't let the media cover or film or broadcast to the public that this is, you know, an insane problem expanding, only getting worse. So we're going to just do it under the cover of darkness and toss them into bus buses and move them out before anyone can report or see it. Is that is that what you're That's how it's coming across? Yeah. And talking to everyone that we're talking to, talking to Border Patrol, talking to the experts that are down here all the time. That is the message that we're getting is that's what's happening. We said it's being done under the radar, very, very quietly, making it look like there's no no problem that everything's under control. So yeah, it's a concern. Well, I saw in Chicago they had a like town hall where they had intercepted 250. So I'm guessing they flew them to Chicago. And uh, these citizens were just yelling at the mayor, like, we did not, you didn't counsel us about this. We we were not asked our opinion of this. We do not want these people here. We do not want the crime. And I mean, their officials in their city were just basically like, yeah, it's too bad, so sad. I I mean, you're talking like predominantly minority people who are, are very upset. Well, and that's interesting too, you know, we've been talking to some of the locals here in El Paso and they're upset too. They're upset with, with what is transpiring. They're upset that you know are, that their safety, that the drug issues that have come in, the sex trafficking issues that have come in, this has been allowed to transpire. And not, I mean, they have sympathy for these people. You know, they know that some of these people are doing this because they want a better life. But when you have people that are trying to come into the country the right way and they're going through the process like they're supposed to, and then you put these people that cross the border illegally and you put them in the front of the line, it's a slap in the face to the people that are trying to do the right way. And the locals here see that and they understand that and they're not happy with how things have been done and they're not happy with what's happened to their and their areas here. Um, you know, it's created a lot of problems. We were walking through a parking lot today and we saw foil, uh, you know, like aluminum foil that uh, you would use on your food, but we but it's utilized um up and we saw this everywhere it was like littered all over the parking lot um we know that the drug issues with the cartels and everything that's transpiring uh that that's a huge money maker for them it's it's just part of the reason why they um bring people over the border i mean fentanyl is a border that's on and that's affecting every state uh the sex trafficking especially child sex trafficking that's affecting every state but um, but when your when your communities are right here, right next to that um, that area, uh, that's a whole problem for those communities, and they haven't been able to make change um, for quite some time. They like that things are being cleaned up finally. I mean, you go to some of these areas, and there's just garbage and clothing and uh, all sorts of, of trash just laying all over the place, and so that's that's being somewhat cleaned up now. But um, that live here have had to deal with this for years now, and it's not getting better. It's been getting worse with time. What's happening, America? This is Mike Wendell with my pillow, and I just woke up from 
I have a wide selection of products that are up to 66% off. Just use code WHA at checkout. It's a great time to try my pillows, pillowcases, robes, slippers, bath mats, dog beds, my Giza Dream bed sheets, and try the new delicious My Coffee. Date that's good. Don't forget coupon code WHA at checkout. God bless America. So what most viewers probably don't know, I, I come from a Border Patrol family, but the reason, the way they come down is they they claim asylum. And the way asylum works is technically per the federal uh, stipulations, number one, it has a really high bar. It's a really high bar to get an asylum claim, like an actual legit one. Um, but you're supposed to go to the very first country you enter outside of your country to ask for asylum. And we all know why we're seeing Venezuelans and we're seeing Hondurans and we're seeing, like, clearly they had to come through Central America. So right. that, this is not their first country. So there are, they should already be ineligible for asylum, but they're not. And the other part of that federal regulation is that you have to go to one of the ports of entry and there are 48 ports of entry along the bottom uh southern border they're not going to the ports of entry um they have ngos and like the catholic church and different all these groups are coming these soros funded groups are coming in and they are telling them exactly what to say they're giving them a script they're bringing in lawyers and these people are going to not ports of entry and they're not eligible for asylum but they claim asylum anyways and then they get a free pass in because all they need is that court date. And once they have their court date to show up to do the qualifying asylum claims, 98% do not show up. They're gone and we have no way to track them. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way to track them. Um, and it shouldn't be that difficult. I've lived in another country before. Uh, the process I had to go through to be in that country for a while was very, I was vetted. It was very restrictive. There was any requirements I had to meet. And there was no loophole for it. You had to do it this way. If they found that you were in their country illegally, they were going to either throw you in jail um, or deport your, you know, you back to your, your country. Um, in fact, I had to have a one-way ticket. So if they ended up not liking me, they could put me back on a plane and send me back home. So, um, so they're very, many countries are way more restrictive and they really make sure that they are supporters and why we're having such a problem with that, um, you know, and like you're saying, the NGOs, the um, non-governmental organizations that are involved in this and all the money that's involved in this, is mm -hmm. mind-blowing. It is absolutely mind-blowing. But for me, I think the bottom line is that, you know, this is a humanitarian crisis and we are setting up these people, um, not help them, we put them in a very negative position, encouraging them to go through this process. I think some of the saddest stories that I was seeing were all the rapes that are going on. And in fact, they give families, these women and girls, these rape kits, basically, these rape packages, they have condoms and plan B and information on, on, you know, what to do, like how to clean yourself up and everything after you've gotten raped. Um, you know, they give them these packets, take with them because they know that the likelihood of that happening is huge. Very, very high. Um, a sad story that I heard, uh, we were visiting Dannon's Wall, um, 
And the gentleman that we were with was talking about he was there one day and this little girl was being raped by this 40-some-odd-year-old man right across the wall there on the Mexican side, um, knowing that he was being watched by these other guys. Border Patrol was there, and there was nothing anyone could do about it. He just proceeded to rape her. They were sitting there yelling at him, trying to get him to stop. They couldn't physically actually do anything. And so these poor, poor kids, these women, are being put in these situations that are going to drastically change their lives are going to mentally impact them for years, forever, um, and uh, and these are the situations they're being put in. So we're setting them up for for some very negative things by encouraging and allowing this to happen. Well, yeah, and the expansion of the lawlessness. I mean, it's gotten so out of control. Um, we know that there's been what, like six million crossings since Biden. Is that about right? So number we don't even really know anymore because there's been so much of it going on. And, and who's keeping track of it? Well, right. And that's the problem. That there's not any accountability. The Board of Patrol are overwhelmed. Um, and, and here you have all the byproducts, right? When you lose control of an entire range of a, of a border, of a country, when you lose control of that, somebody else type, steps in to capitalize. And in this instance, it's the cartel. And the cartel shows up and they're able to freely traffic humans and drugs. And they're allowed to rape people and they leave little kids in the desert and they let bodies float in the river. I mean, this is the, and all for what? Because, you know, somebody wants, cheap labor uh, businesses and corporations want cheap labor that they can abuse this is this whole thing is bad all around it it really is it really is and you know and that's that's unfortunate i mean why do that to somebody i understand that there are times that people do truly seek asylum they really are trying to get out of a very bad situation where they're at like we were just talking about there's lots of other countries that they can in and claim that asylum, but they're being encouraged to go all the way here. And, uh, you know, and that just put people in that situation is, I think that's just wrong. It's wrong to do that. And it's sad. It's sad to hear these stories. Um, there's some really uh, gross things that I have heard that I, I'm not even going to share because they are that bad. Um, you know, and then we're, you're hearing about the um, organs uh, being taken from people, um, and they're, they're con- giving, taking people's organs. Um, sometimes they remove them while they're still alive. And, uh, because that speaks to my feet, many makers have those organs selling those on the black market. So there's really, really bad things. <laughs> I can't That's- emphasize that enough. Very, very bad things. This is an atrocity. I don't think people are paying attention enough or care enough. Uh, we are losing our nation because we don't have a border. I mean, we don't get to vet who comes in our country. We don't have a country. So right. I guess. And and, I, and that's one of the other things, too, I think it's, just, it's worth repeating is that they're telling us borders closed. There's, there's no open border. It's closed. No, that's that's not what's happening. It definitely is open. Definitely have people. And, uh, you know, and we've been allowing this to transpire over over many years. Um, but it seems to just be getting worse and worse and worse. Um, you know, going back to the time period where we had Ellis Island, and that was that was where everybody went to get vetted in the process, and we turned people away. We sent people back because they didn't qualify to come in here. Um, you know, but now it's just it's it's a free for all. It really, really is a free for all. 
Um, we actually went over to the Mexico side today because there's actually a bridge that you can go over to. Uh, we went over to Mexico and back, uh, had lunch over there and everything for less than a dollar. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy stuff. But we saw um, something that was really concerning today. Um, one of the other problems that we have going over, and we touched on it a little bit, was just the diseases that are coming over and that they're not being tested, they're not being um, vetted for diseases. And we saw a gentleman that was vomiting blood on the Mexico side today, um, quite a bit of it. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it later, and uh, the only thing to think of is that it has some sort of horrible disease or, or something uh, going on that's causing him to do this. And how many more are there like him that have made it over here? And even the Border Patrol, even our experts that they're with, talked about all the diseases that are being brought into the country. I mean, it, that could spur a whole nother covid-like scenario i mean just by having that open and available um i guess kind of my last question to you is you obviously are a senator in idaho and you're coming you're down there and so you're seeing it face to face um what kind of ideas do you have and how are you going to implement that legislatively after seeing what you've experienced yeah well the first thing we're going to do is we're going to write a report up um have a federalism committee in idaho and i think it's really good to write a report up and go present that to the Federalism Committee. Um, I think one of the things that we've learned is that we really have to be careful. There are lots of um, federal pushes onto states that are encouraging them or almost, I wouldn't say necessarily like forcing, but making it very enticing states to take money in illegal or um, refugees or, or that sort of stuff in the state. And you always have to be careful with that because there's always, um, you know, we have a couple of areas in Idaho that have already been known for um, taking in lots of um, uh, uh, refugees. And uh, it's really caused a lot of problems in areas within the state. Uh, so we have to really be careful. Um, in Idaho, we've had a push over the last year sort of trying Pass a legislation with illegal driver's licenses. And, you know, those sorts of things are just Pandora's box open up for all sorts of other stuff. And then, like, things that we've seen uh, happening in California over the last several years. We don't want to go down that road. That's a bad road for us to go down because it's going to open up all sorts of other problems. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's so that we can raise awareness our other legislative members let them know that, look, this is for ad, this is for these are the problems that are going on, and this is why we need those things, how we do it. So I don't really have, like, a one-type one approach to be able to say this is where we need to start, but I do think, you know, watching the federal money, making sure we're not taking federal money um, to bring people into our, our state um, is one of the things that we need to make sure that we're doing. Um, and then not passing things like dri illegal driver's license for illegals and, um, you know, things along those lines. Those are those are problems. So we just have to be mindful of what's going on uh, with the legislation that we have forward uh, this next session or, or any of the sessions after that. 
um, and make sure that we're we're asking our federal government, demanding our federal government uphold our laws and uphold and 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 protect the border, secure the border, stop this from happening because it's causing problems in our state. Would you recommend other legislators across the country come down and see it as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, after this Title 42, and we're going back out tonight to see, you know, what's going to transpire. It expires at 1159. And, uh, you know, I would I would give it a little bit of time now um, because, like I said, you know, there's not a lot of people that were down here, but I think within the next uh, probably couple of months, you might have a research that happens again. And I think you're going to have a lot of people here again. So hopefully if something does happen tomorrow and you guys are bear witness, hopefully you'll come back on and give us an update, a live update on what's going on. Absolutely. I will definitely do that. Yeah. I want people to be aware of what's happening. So we have a lot of video footage that we've got. Um, can follow me at Nichols for Idaho. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and I've been putting up a lot of pictures, um, video, uh, to show what I'm seeing, uh, and why, you know, why these are concerned. Yes. And I know right wing media, their Twitter handle has also been pushing out a lot of those yeah. couple clips that Josh is doing too. So yeah. it's, Absolutely. it's refreshing to see you guys down there and active and, you know, seeing the problems, seeing the issues addressing it or at least being able to bring that information back locally so that we can insulate because how how else I if we can't no fix that at a federal way. level <laughs> what right there's no other way I mean people ha- you have to be able to show people what you're actually transpiring because on the flip side we're being told in in the mainstream media that everything's under control everything's fine there's nothing really to worry about um but we know that's not the case so that's not Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you at What's Happening America. And we're glad that you went down there and, you know, went with Josh and are getting good footage. I mean, people need to know. Yeah, I'm really glad that we made this trip. Um, I think it's been very informative. And we'll put that information back with us and, and share it around the state and, and watch, you know, for, for things coming into our state. Thank you so much, Tammy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.